0: Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Forey, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can ignore Welcome to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars, and I am back finally took a couple weeks off you guys had to listen to me and woody talk for hours it seemed like uh a couple weeks ago and then last week we just didn't do one took a week off i was out on the road and so now back this week it's a perfect week to be back it's fathers day weekend coming up so i mean what better gift tell your tell your significant other tell your wife tell your girlfriend tell your kids be quiet i'm listening to racers and rental cars podcast no, don't do that. Spend time with them, make memories. But I mean, hey, if you want to listen, I'll take the downloads. Absolutely. So we're back. What's my chalkboard say? It says, why do we? Why do we? Why do we get on social media and bash racers? Why do we get on social media and bash other forms of racing? Why do we why do we do this? Why do we do that? Why do we have to spew hatred and negativity? and unprofessionalism all the time like don't get me wrong there's times and then sometimes it just seems like people are just just to be doing stuff like that and it's like why aren't we racers aren't we all passionate individuals in our sport i mean today is wednesday it's hump day nhra drops a rule change for promod in the freaking world is it's like the sky is falling and people are bashing this and bashing that my god if you got some of you all and i know who you are okay i read your i read some of your comments if you would take as much energy as you do to peck away on your phone or your keyboard and go to the damn gym then you'd be doing all of us a lot better because there is no way that you can have that much hatred inside your body and you have zero physical fitness, period. It's, it's not possible. I, I, and I'll challenge you if you've got that much hatred and you're in great shape that to do. That's just ridiculous, okay? I mean, I just came off spending six days with people racing for a helmet traveling from racetrack to racetrack with next to little to no sleep and those people and i I say those people those drag and drive people they're the happiest people in the world i mean and it's like are you and i come back over here to my my drag my my full-fledged on drag racing world and we're it's exhausting people talking about the <laughs> drag racing's dying. That's that's one. I mean, Hey, shout out Brian loans. Awesome podcast this week. He had himself a rant and, and damn Skippy. It was deserved. Uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I am literally mentally and physically confused why in the love of God there's that much hatred out there for it within our sport I mean I love social media and I hate social media and it is just like man I I want to take this damn thing and throw it, take this MacBook throw it and just not I treat it all just like I do the news. D- don't even just don't i won't know what's going on i i i, I just don't get it we're bashing racer we're bashing uh female racers we're bashing african american racers we're bashing the drifting guys we're bashing the the pro mod guys we're bashing the track prep guys i mean go do something else i mean I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. But so that small rant, right? Small rant. We're going to talk about Dragon and Drive and everything else after our guest. And, and so, and I got the perfect guest to get us out of, get me out of this just nonsense that I came back to on Sunday after being with all those happy people, Dragon and Drive, and reading the nonsense from the weekend. I got the perfect guest that to come in here and and help me just get out of this funk. Young up and comer trying to do things the right way, p- forging his own direction, climbing in and out of different cars, just trying to grind away. I got the young gun, Brandon Miller. Brandon, welcome to Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Your first time guest.
1: Yes, thanks for having me.
0: Well, I I don't know. I mean, I guess I can tell everybody that you legitimately made me work past five o'clock. So, I mean, you can like, you know, you can throw that out there from time to time because there's not a lot of people that I work past five o'clock for.
1: I Feel honored then since it's being like, you know, 20 to seven. So,
0: <laughs> right. Well, you know, you are Eastern time. I am Central time. I kind of have to make myself available. So, all right. Let's get into it. Let's tell our guests and our listeners all about Brandon Miller in 60 seconds. Ready, set, go.
1: Right. So, I guess uh, I debuted in Pro Stock last year at Maple Grove. So, I guess that's my my main purpose, right? So, we uh, tested a little bit prior to that. Got my license. Went to Maple Grove last year. Tested at Virginia this year. Went to Charlotte and uh, and while I was at Charlotte, I decided to run top sportsman while I was there and then won top sportsman. So now I guess I'm chasing the points a sheer top sportsman. So that's a little bit about my last season and
0: a half. All right, now you're okay. Let's let's back up a little bit because you didn't just like. Fall out of a set of bunk beds and bump your head. You're kind of in a family where you you're either gonna race or you're probably gonna be living out back.
1: <laughs> yeah. So my my dad started racing when he was 16. So he built his own S10 pickup truck, bracker raced it. And then he's just worked up through the ranks. And I started when I was eight in a junior dragster. So and then we just progressed every year, it seems, and we just this is where we gained this is where we've ended up.
0: <laughs> well, wait. I mean, wait a minute. Your mom's involved in there somewhere. I mean, are you just leaving mom out?
1: No, nope, can't forget about her. So she started racing. Ah, man, I forget what year. She got a. My dad bought her a helmet. And thought it'd be cute one, one Christmas or for her birthday or something. One year, and then she started racing. She got her license in his S10, not the top sportsman car, but one of his bracket cars he had. And then she was hooked, got a dragster. And then she's, you know, she ran a just a bracket car for a little while, then, you know, slowly made it faster. We had a top dragster car. And we have, she's got a newer Dan Page dragster. She runs top dragster with. She did pretty good this weekend. She lost in a semi at Lebanon Valley. So, no, <clears throat> she's part of the racing family. So. Yep. If if you're not a racer, you're living out back.
0: (laughs) So I think the biggest thing that I think everybody that's listening can take away is, is that you can't come back from a run and try to bullshit anybody about what you did wrong or what happened.
1: No, you own up to it. (laughs) No, we're all racers.
0: (laughs) I mean, you coming back and trying to tell your mom that, you know, you, you lost a double breakout, thought you were only, you know, you're only holding three or whatever. And she's looking at your numbers going, nah, you were holding five and you deserve to lose that.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: (laughs) All right. So tell me, what is it that, that you and your family do for a living that, uh, that allows the, the opportunities and the financial support to be able to be going out here and doing the race? Cause you guys have been on tour for, for quite a number of years.
1: Yep. So it's really our family body shop. My, that has a uh, Miller Motorsports and Auto Body. We do collision repair stuff. So it it's tough at times to leave, but it does give us the opportunity that, you know, owning our own business that we can leave if we need to, to go racing. And we schedule work around the racing and we leave last minute, drive through the night to get there. <laughs> so, no, we're pretty, uh, pretty committed to both the business and racing. So.
0: It, well, I mean, I've seen some of you. I mean, you guys paint race cars from time to time as well. Yeah, we do paint a few race cars.
1: My dad painted the truck that I drive and uh, my little bracket Malibu, I painted. All of our dragsters are clear coated carbon, but we do all the paint work on them. We do some customer race cars as well.
0: Okay, so let, let's let back up into this here and, and let's really start going down the road for why we got you on the show how did you how did you come about the the situation of wanting to get into pro stock
1: so i've always loved pro stock and so has my dad so like it was our favorite class and we just my dad ran pro stock for alan prasinski a few years back and, and, it, and it hooked us <laughs> so the right Right deal came along, really, and uh, we bought uh, Dave Kramer's car, Derek Kramer's. It was a Dodge Dart that he had built brand new that they didn't really run much. So it was pretty much a new car that we bought. So it was just the right deal, right timing, and we decided to pull the trigger on it.
0: Okay, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that a Lazarus car? Yes,
1: it is a Lazarus
0: car. Okay. So who's, are you running Chevy engines or you running Mopar engines? Nope. We're running
1: Mopar engines. We got a few of them. So we bought a couple with the car and right now I had a in Charlotte and last year I had a older 2.0 version Roy Johnson motor.
0: Okay. So now you've, you said you got a body shop. I didn't hear anything in there about having an engine dyno, or anything of that nature who is taking care of building building the engines and making horsepower
1: so right now we don't really have a like set in stone engine builder yep um roy is doing our roy johnson motors and uh we have another guy kevin weidman from north carolina he popped apart our uh the motors that we bought with the car just to check them out. We're just going to go run them. We haven't made a lot of test runs with it. So, you know, he just popped them apart, made sure they were good, put them back together, and we're going to go test them. So we haven't really nailed down an engine shop just yet, but Kevin Weidman does a good job. And, of course, Roy does phenomenal work too. So
0: ah, we we'll little find there the little Roy and Allen action still going on.
1: Yes, yep. They're still into it. Roy still loves it he does a lot of the sweden pro stock motors so
0: but okay well now i mean it's not a <laughs> it's not a secret right running pro stock is is not for the weak in the in the wallet right and i mean add in there it's not weak it's not weak for the individuals in the mind either but it's definitely not weak for individuals in the wallet what's the what's the plan for uh the Miller Pro stock racing organization so
1: we'd always we're always looking for a sponsor obviously but uh we're just gonna go to a few races on the East Coast for now you know what we can afford test as much as we can so you know if we hit three four races a season that'd be great and if we go testing just as many times I'd be even better so most it's it costs a lot. And it costs a lot to go testing, and you got to pick the right time to go testing. So, and schedule it around our work too. So, it's just it's expensive. So, we'll just do it when we can. <laughs>
0: what's the what's the potential uh, of opportunity to just stick the car in comp eliminator and and go make laps with it that way?
1: So I'd like to, but there's also there's benefits and not benefits about doing that. So one thing is it's not exactly the same track as an NHRA track. And that's what struggles about testing too. So there's nothing like testing on an NHRA national event track. But uh and if I'd like to, you know, you get the staging procedure and leaving on the pro tree, it's just different in comp. It's a 400 pro tree and pro stock. It's a 500 full tree and comp leaving off the bottom. So it's, it's just different and it's, I don't know how to word it, but it's just not the same.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, it's, you know, they say a lot of guys get their start in comp that move up to pro stock. And I mean, you know, to hit the bottom, you just, you just close one eye. And, and stare at the bottom of the tree. I mean, in that, I mean, that's how I, that's how I learned to hit the bottom when the, the few opportunities that I've had allowed to So, Oh, uh, who does your clutch work and stuff?
1: So actually right
0: now I do the
1: clutch work. I'm the one in the car pulling the clutch out and setting the clutch up. But uh, we got friendly with uh, Jeff Purley. He's come on board with us and helped us out. So he was with us at Charlotte this year, and he does help us make the calls on what to do with the clutch. But I'm the one that's sitting in the car, bolting it in.
0: <laughs> and I think he knows a thing or two about a clutch.
1: Oh yeah, he knows a thing or two about pro stock.
0: <laughs> All right, so we—if you had to put it on a scale, right? So like, how do these conversations go with mom and dad? And it's like, okay, like next week's Norwalk, right? Like it's. Ohio's not that far from you so is it like mom dad let you know can we leave a dragster at home and take the pro stock car
1: yeah my mom doesn't want to doesn't want to leave her dragster home to go pro stock racing so i'm not sure about norwalk we haven't tested since charlotte we're trying to get out still but uh charlotte's probably off the list unfortunately i i mean uh, norwalk's on off the list unfortunately but uh I mean, I'd love to be there, but we just ran out of time, and time just flies by around here. So,
0: well, time makes money in the body body shop business. So, yeah, you you kind of have to you kind of have to have money to go pro stock racing.
1: No, exactly. So we're just unfortunately probably not going to be. I'd love to be there. Well,
0: (laughs) well, well, you know, are you coming to run Todd Sportsman?
1: Probably not. I we're busy at the shop and. You know, we've got to make a balance between racing and working, so.
0: Okay, well, now you've talked about the fact that you're going to end up running for points. So, I'm curious, not that, you know, I know anything about top sportsmen, but, like, so, uh, w- what What looks like your top sportsman schedule for 2023?
1: So, currently, I guess, uh, just the Division One stuff. So, I'm up in the air about New Media in a couple of weeks, but. Possibly in the media, ACO, Epping, but Epping has the makeup race for the national because we got rained out. And then Virginia has a the at last points race of the season in Division One. So that would be our division schedule so far. And plus the one national. And then Maple Grove, which we're gonna run Pro Stock at, also has top sportsmen. So probably plan on racing there depending on how the rest of the season kind of starts going. And then the following week is Charlotte. So I'll run both there as well.
0: Okay. so, so you're gonna, tentative you're gonna, plan. You're gonna, We're, we're busy. <laughs> yeah. You'll get your, you'll get your required claims in to make a run at the top 10 in the world. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's, that's all. That's, that's the that's plan. All, <laughs> that's a, that's always a key as of today. All right. As of today, how many laps in a pro stock have you made? I'm
1: going to say, well, well under 30, probably more like 20 runs, 20 All attempts.
0: Right. So, 20, that's right. We've tried to let the clutch out 20 times. I got it. Yep. <laughs> how, so me being a door car guy, like how difficult was it to figure out how to do the burnout with the clutch, how, how to be able to, to, to get it right. You know, cause I mean, I've, I've listened to a lot of guys in testing, you know, down in Florida or Georgia or wherever the case may be. And there's, there, there's some differences there in people and their ability uh, when they're doing the burnouts. We've got some out there that, that just wear out the, wear out the rev limiter chip as they're going across the strike, you know, the starting line. And then there's some that's just like, they're just playing a harmonica. It's just as sweet as it can be.
1: So it is. It is difficult, and I am definitely still learning. So the biggest thing is is just to keep the RPMs down because I'm big on, like, I don't want to break anything. So because breaking parts is costing money. So no, just try to keep it off the burnout chip as much as you can. I mean, sometimes it's just hard. The throttle response is incredible. But for this year, we got this uh, progressive linkage, so it really slows it down. So it, it makes it feels more like a carburetor than that big monster EFI butterfly. So now the burnout's definitely hard. You rev it up and let the clutch out and bang it through third, fourth, and then the fifth gear. So
0: <laughs> now is you that, drive it out. Is that for you? Is that like the best part of the run?
1: Uh, I don't know. I love it all. It's so much fun though. It's so difficult and so much fun. So, I don't know. The burnout is definitely fun, and running through gears, right there with it.
0: <laughs> well, now, you, and I drive, so, you know, similar ETs and so forth. Is what a lot of the pro stock cars are, are running in their 500 inch configuration. Was it any outside of obviously one hand steering wheel and, and having one on the shifter versus how you know we we both drive automatics and our top sportsman stuff. So I mean, like, was there anything as far as the ET? like, did it seem like you were going faster or did you seem like, okay, I'm just going to say, you know, I'm, I'm relatively close to what I go in my top sportsman ride. I just got to get this process down.
1: Yeah. It really didn't seem a whole lot faster, but there is a lot more motions going on during the run. And I feel like it's made the top sportsman car, like slower feeling like, like easier as, I don't know, it's not easy, but it's, Easier going back to it, especially on the same day.
0: Well, and I mean, and and that would be the case, you know, because if you go, you go and drive a, you know, let let's say you go drive a four seventy dragster, and then you come back and you get in a in a four thirty door car, and there, you know, it's only four tenths, but your 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 brain slows down the process and has more time when you're driving the 470 dragster over the 430 door car there. I mean, it's not that one's easier. It's actually your brain is what's, what's been engaged and what you're focused on. And it, you know, you're able to size up your competition. You see other things going down the racetrack. You feel other things in the race car that typically you wouldn't at a quicker speed, you know, you're getting through the process. You're trying to keep it in the middle of the racetrack. Between the mayonnaise and the mustard, and, and trying not to, uh, you know, take out $500 blocks and so forth. So, um, I mean, I get, I completely under understand that all the way around. I, I mean, I do. I, I, I get it. I, re, I, I really, really do. Uh, you know, go from a 670 or 680 door car and jump in a seven, seven flat dragster and run top dragster, and you're just like, the finish line, please come up soon i would like to get there (laughs) oh but so i i mean i get that that let's talk about
1: great interpretation of it
0: (laughs) (laughs) i I mean uh, i mean it is you know and the more laps you make the the easier the easier it is in the processing you know i say that i think that's where the term easy yeah easier comes comes from because it's just your brain it's what your brain is processing and what becomes normal if that's even possible to save to us <laughs> dumbasses that drive race cars.
1: Oh, um, no, absolutely. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> with your with your dad's involvement and I mean, this is not you know, and I know I know your dad's been around a long time. We've had our conversations on the fence. You know, we talked in in depth when he was running pro stock at Norwalk that year. Um that's a significant financial investment by your family personally and business professionally to jump off in to make a move into pro stock because it's just you know it's not a deal where you bought a car that you know we're not talking about your mom's top dragster car we can sell those seven days a week and and twice on sunday I, i mean we can but selling a selling a pro stock car Nah, those don't those don't sell every day and sometimes some of them don't sell for six eight ten months um that's a huge that's a huge deal in there and it's not like your door car poor over there you've got other cars to go run top sportsman with it's not like you need a dodge dart that's got a front end that's as big as a you know a belvedere station wagon to try to drive the stripe with you know what i mean Uh, so i mean how, how did that conversation go with your, with your family?
1: So I guess he was like, well, if we don't like pro stock, we'll just, uh, or if we don't want to do pro stock anymore, we'll just have another badass top sports regard to run. That's all.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I bet that dart takes up some damn room in the race car trailer. Nah, no more than a truck. Okay, you're you're absolutely right. Between the dark and the truck, that, yeah, they're physically <laughs> taking up the same amount of room and the truck is probably, slu- is probably catching a little bit more wind in the dark. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, golly. I remember, I just remember the difference the first time it went from the Monte Carlo to the Camaro in my trailer. And I was like, holy cow. I just picked up like four foot of trailer or uh, floor space because it's a Camaro versus a full body Monte Carlo. And yeah. you're going, <laughs> you know, chee whiz. golly Wally. Uh, you know, I mean, just crazy. Um, don't tell your dad, but I'm not totally in on the boat, getting off the dock into the boat about making the dart a top sportsman car, but don't tell him I said that, um, <laughs> We we won't be, especially
1: anytime soon. We love pro stock. So (laughs) we're hooked.
0: Well, so, okay. And I've had some of these conversations with some individuals. Have you looked at the aspect of going from 500 inch racing to mountain motor, mountain motor pro stock racing?
1: No, not really. People always ask us that. Like, Why didn't you run a mountain motor car? Yeah, not as I like. We like the 500 stuff. I. It seems more impressive, like to go that fast with tiny motor. So, <laughs> and a little bit of like the recognition you get a lot more recognition running NH race than, than just a PDRA mountain motor stuff or, or even if you run it at the uh, a few times at the uh, NHRA races. But I don't know. We just the 500 inch stuff just seems more appealing to us.
0: So a couple things in that in that thought process. One, okay, I don't when when somebody says that 500 inch pro stock racing gets more recognition, my first comment is always to the point of they've been around longer. Yep. And so, and then somebody says, well, that doesn't mean anything. And I go, well, do we, is, are there more New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox fans than there is? Um, I don't know, Arizona Diamondback fans. I mean, which teams have been around longer, right? Who has bigger fan bases? Okay. I guess at the point, that I asked the question about mountain motor pro stock over 500 inch pro stock is when it comes into the fact that, you know, you're a family, right? You're, you're, you're doing it. You're, it's not like, you know, you guys didn't go out and hit the New Jersey Powerball. Um, you, you know, you don't have a, a six figure sponsor that came over and said, Hey, Brandon, we just love you. We want, you know, you didn't get uh dupe or not. It's not even DuPont anymore. What is it? It's a, uh, exalta you didn't we you didn't have exalta coming in there and saying hey you guys buy our paint all the time you got our products we are going to send you this large check no you don't have any of that and the conversations financially over on the mountain motor side and i've kind of done some of the spreadsheet work on it and that just seems like if you're you know if you're a smaller group That just kind of seems, seems like an E, an easier path to go. I mean, Brandon, you, you know, you're, you just jumped off and decided that you were going to hike up. uh, What do they call that? Mount St. Helens. You're just going to the top. I mean, you starting at the bottom and going to the top. That's not an easy climb.
1: We like difficult things.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, Okay. you, You know, let me know sometime. I'll, I'll, have some conversations with you about relationships and you want some difficult. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean, man, we, we like challenges. So I don't know. It's just what we decided. <laughs> I don't, there's no really oh, reason. <laughs> okay. So how do you keep, how do you keep yourself grounded then? Okay. Cause this is a pro here. Here's, and th- this is an honest, a good, my my perspective i am in top notch tier 1 equipment racing and top sportsman yep why would i go get in tier 3 pro stock equipment to potentially like greater than 50% not qualify but say that I'm driving a pro stock car and i mean that's a conversation that that i've had with certain individuals like why would i leave over here where my win percentage when i roll up in for a first round is greater than 50% to go over here and my not my dnq Percentage is going to be greater than 50%. I don't know about you, but I like winning. Okay. I don't like putting the awning up on Thursday and taking it back down Saturday night because I'm not racing. I hate that shit. Right. I love my awning, but I don't like putting it up and taking it down and didn't get a chance to race because I didn't qualify. So, I mean, do you have those thought processes? Does that perspective? Bounce around in your mind, or does it not bounce around in your mind because you've got a top sportsman ride over here and a pro stock, and they sit there during the night while you're sleeping and they talk back and forth to one another?
1: No, we don't think about it that way. Because <laughs> uh, if you did, we couldn't, we wouldn't be doing it. So, <laughs> well, nope.
0: how is how is it that uh, you know what is it that you and your parents talk about that keep you grounded in being able to not get caught up in having. Lofty goals.
1: I don't know. We just kind of like set realistic goals for ourselves. Like we want to qualify, obviously. So that's our, that's going to be our main goal in pro stock. But I'm also not going to give up our sportsman racing stuff. So I'm going to be running top sportsman. My goal is to win in top sportsman because that is something that I feel like we can do. So we've split the time equally and, you know, Focus on one and focus on the other the same
0: way. So, just the a- <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm listening to you because I want I trust me I want I want to understand I want to know what's going on inside your head what's what the conversations are that go on with your family because it's just not easy okay and I, I think that's you know um, I, I shared with somebody a few weeks back. A phrase, you know, a cliche, and it said anything that's good for you for you in life is hard. Career, health, relationships, that stuff is hard. That is not that's just not it's hard. The, The good things for you in life are hard. The easy things in life for you are always bad. You can be lazy. You can be on drugs. You can be fat. You can be out of shape. That stuff is easy to do. Just don't do it, right? Just do whatever you want to do. And what you and your family have bitten off has got to be, without a shadow of a doubt, underneath the umbrella of NHRA competition, the hardest class to compete in successfully.
1: Yeah, so (laughs) my dad, I think my, my dad... He's the one. I mean, I don't, I'm not afraid of the work either, but he's the one that says, "Well, I want another challenge." So we're just going to dive straight into something hard. So <laughs> he's okay. like that. He's so, like that at the body shop too. He's not afraid. So okay, he's not so, afraid of extra work and
0: extra challenge. All right. So we we said we weren't going to tell your dad about not turning the dart into a top sportsman car. You tell your dad the next time he's looking for a challenge. Call me. All right, uh, call call me. We'll, we'll talk. I'll come up. I trust me. I got a laundry list of things that are challenges. We, can, me and him, can tackle those together. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. JB'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pro stock thing. That'll be a while before you find something else more challenging. Uh, <laughs> I I'm pretty sure I will be out of drag racing before he gives up on, on that thing as a challenge. Because I mean, that is a level of commitment. Without a shadow of a doubt, it's not for the faint at heart. It, it's just not. I mean, and when you think when and people go, ah, oh, what are you talking about? You don't think it's not for the faint of heart? Take somebody like Elite this year and and what they're going through over there, what they've been through so far. The the, the naysayers and the keyboard warriors and the Cheeto eating knuckleheads in the basement, yelling, Ma, give me the meatloaf. And they're over there. Beating their heads against the windows, trying to get better, trying to fix it, and they every Monday through Wednesday, their shop has got world championship trophies and Wallies sitting everywhere. Pick something that they haven't accomplished in, in in NHRA Pro Stock, not to mention what they did Mountain Motor and everything else in their IHRA days. Uh, I mean, damn! That you got to have some intestinal fortitude to keep going.
1: No, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, it's just—it's uh, not for the faint of heart. So, <laughs> man, I, I mean, whew. I mean, and you know, those guys are—that's their full-time job is to is pro stock. Like Monday morning, it's pro stock. Us, we Monday morning is we gotta sand some fenders, we gotta get stuff painted, <laughs> so and then we come home scared. at night and, and work all night on the pro stock.
0: Yeah. I was I was getting ready to say yeah I mean you're worried about fiberglass repair and and bondo spread uh you know Monday morning at six fifteen they're they're over there getting ready to fire the engine dyno up for the first pull um, what was or what is Brandon Miller Dave Miller your your mom what 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 was the Miller family just simple goal to achieve this year in 2023 with with the pro stock car
1: so our major goal is this year is pretty much to improve every time we go out like even if it's not much an improvement is an improvement so from last year we've improved quite a bit so the next time out we want to improve more and if we qualify that'd be Huge, but if we don't, as long as we ran better or made some type of gain on the car, on the setup, on the tune up, you know, showed progress, you know, through the middle, even if it's not out the back, you know, something that is better than the last time we raced, that's what we're getting going for.
0: All right. I okay, I can get behind that. Now now you're starting to get down here. These responses are starting to make me go okay, all right. I, I okay, I can, I can cheerlead for this. How quick, how quick and fast have you been so far in the pro stock car?
1: So our my fastest run, fastest time flip was from Charlotte, the four wide. I went six seventy two, like two oh five and change, two oh six. So that was my fastest run, and uh, on one of them runs, I. It went hard left. I lifted, got back in it, and then ran it through the gears. So it probably would have been a little faster than six seventy-two.
0: And the, what was the bump at Charlotte? Was it sixty? Was it sixty-seven? Sixty-six? Fifty-eight. Was it a fifty-eight at Charlotte? Fifty-eight or fifty-nine? Okay. Where was it that it was in the sixties? Okay. Again, um, like I told I'm, you, I probably maybe. I, I, maybe. I,
1: Maybe Chicago was in the 60s.
0: See, I told you earlier, I need to write stuff down. So instead of just trying to remember things off the top of my head, I'm old. So for for that at the point that 58 or 59, you're, you're what? 200 horsepower behind-ish? Well, I mean, what kind of conversations do you guys have about that?
1: So I don't think we're 200 horsepower behind. We're more set up car clutch. Gear the whole okay attack everything attached to the horsepower. That's that's a huge part of going fast. You can be down a little power and still run fairly good if you make a perfect run and you had the correct setup through the back half of the car.
0: Well, and I will agree with that. I remember uh looking over the shoulder of a certain pro stock crew chief one time a couple years back, and he had the he had the screen and it was blown up and he was looking at just this little block and i said what are you doing there i'm interested i want to listen he goes if i fix this here then i'll fix this then i'll fix that then i'll fix that i can't fix them all at once because if i don't get this right none of that out there matters
1: no absolutely so it's it's mainly as fast as you can get through sixty feet to three thirty. That's where your run is. So if we can get it there, that's for all. That's they've been running the same, not the same, but around the same for the past couple of years. So if you can get it to run early and get a perfect run going early. Then chances are you're going to have a fairly decent run through the corner.
0: Now okay so we talked earlier about the engine it's come coming out of roy and you got some stuff from from derek you know uh, previous engines Are right, did you did you go out buy new clutch setup new transmissions are you working on four-year-old technology in the clutch system two-year-old technology current technology what what do you guys have in your camp over there so we're
1: most stuff in the clutch hasn't changed a whole lot everyone bounces around a little bit We we uh The motor in it right now has an ace clutch on it. So that's that's older technology. Not to say it's bad, it's not bad, but that is older technology. So our other motors have east west clutches. That is newer technology. So, but we're, I didn't, we didn't, when we bought the car, the car came with two motors, a transmission, some east west clutches. You know, we have a few gear ratios, not loaded up on gear ratios, but that's about. That's
0: about it. Okay. All right. Well, let, we're still, let's we're talk small.
1: About, we don't have a whole lot of stuff, but we're gaining every 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 chance we get.
0: <laughs> well, and and I in a way, I would probably venture to say that knowing what your left and right limits are in your clutch, in your ratios, in your rear gear, to know what that is, a lot of that can impact where you go race the car at based on weather conditions you get out, you know, you start getting out in the Midwest and it's hot and it's greasy and you're down, you know, obviously mother nature, she sucks every ounce of horsepower she possibly can out of our combinations. Cause we can't burn water. Uh, you know, being closer to the coast later in the year, earlier in the year, some of that can, can play to your, your benefit in, in being able to land on a good, uh, on a good tune up and a good setup.
1: No, absolutely. So when we bought the car, we, Kind of picked the rear end ratio that we wanted on the East Coast, which would be normal. We can't go to Bristol yet because we don't have enough gear, but <laughs> we'll like. get there. But uh, we picked like, you know, middle of the road, East Coast gear ratios. And so we can we're always gaining transmission gear ratios. We'll, they're, they're not cheap, but you peck away at them, pick out pick out the big sheet at the at the body shop, we got the big uh, gear sh- chart on the toolbox over there. So if we want to call up Liberty and get a gear, we'll just ah, which one do we want? <laughs> so, right? Okay. So well, we're getting there. We'll we'll eventually have more stuff to have more setups and more more setups for the weather change. So, no,
0: we're getting right. there. Okay. All right. So let's let's talk about. Uh, and I have I have a personal experience when I came into Top Sportsman. Okay. And so I want to I want to know how were you received when you showed up to run Pro Stock? Were were there were there certain drivers that came over and chatted with you, gave you some mentorships, some pointers, some confidence building you know words of affirmation or did they go go on kid you're 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 in points you're pitted down there and uh <laughs> you will know when it's time to go to the starting line for qualifying because you're going to be the first car by
1: yeah so we like i'm friends with kyle koretsky so he's always he's always chatted with me but uh you know alan helped us out when we like started there and but not a, not a whole lot of like advice or helping. Helping, but but like they're all good people. Like the quadrants are great people. We talked in the lanes when we were down for water seepage at uh, Charlotte for a while. Like I talked to Fernando for probably forty five minutes. Like they're all great guys, but nothing like wasn't a whole lot of. Help offered right, you know, when you start, because I think everyone else was like, well, no one helped me when I started. So, <laughs> but I can see that I don't, it doesn't bother me. So,
0: okay. All right. I, I, I do, I do, I remember, I remember a certain individual at the top end of the racetrack. I turned on my first win light in Top Sportsman and he walked back to me and he said, they're not going to like you over here. Cause there ain't a whole lot of them that race that way. And I went.
1: <laughs> oh, well.
0: They didn't give me a rule book and told me there was only one way to turn on a wind light.
1: Nope. Exactly.
0: Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. All right. So you're a racer like me. Who do you, who do you look up to? Who do you watch in NHRA pro stop? When, when you when you sit back and, and you and you evaluate and you look at how how teams are and what they're doing or how they how their drivers carry themselves, what is it? Who is it that that you are like, okay, that's how I want to be? Even if I'm not turning on wind lights, this is how I want to carry myself. This this is this is who that's the type of person that that I want to get the respect that they get. That That's who I'm looking at. That's who, that's who, that's my bar. That's my bar. Who is it for you?
1: So, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I try not to like, I, I'm my own person, I guess. So I don't act like anyone else, but uh, like people I look up to in pro stock has always been like Greg Anderson and Alan Johnson and like all the greats of all time Warren Johnson and jeggy and all the top guys <laughs> but uh okay as far as carrying myself I mean they all they're all very respectful so I don't <laughs> you know to every extent so I don't know, I'm not a to think of myself as like a follower I don't know that's not the word for it but I try to be my own person so bring my own character to this. Go,
0: I guess so. <laughs> okay. No, that's, I mean, and I, and I don't want that to come off. It's not me. I'm not asking you from a standpoint of who are you trying to be like. It is, you, you know, like for me, and I'm, I'm old as dirt. Um, so I look at people not that, that come old. <laughs> pretty old. Um, when I think about people in top sportsmen that, That I look up to, or or try to remember how they were, how they treat people. You know, I think of people like Sandy Wilkins, Jeffrey Barker. You know, people like uh, Tommy Lee when it was, you know, and Dale Brinsfield, Todd Tutaro. Those guys that are in Pro Mod now that you know were still Quick Eight guys and from North Carolina and and they were always there to lend a hand and so forth. You know, people like Chip King, a lot of these guys are older now. And they, you know, I was a kid, you know, looking up to them from that aspect. Um, you just, you, I say, cause I promise you nobody, I, there's nobody that's walking through the lanes going, man, I want to be like Don O'Neill. There's nobody putting their resume in for that. So I'm with you on on that aspect. Um, but I guess at the same point, you know, I always look, you talked about Jeggy, you know, there's just certain things that people do race teams and organizations that they do it and they do it well and they're consistent. And that's, you know, that's how I want to, that's how I want to be. I want to, you know, um, God, I think the best advice I ever got from Jed Coughlin was back in like, 2010 or something like that he was like dude just pay attention for one minute just pay attention for what for one minute yep <laughs> pick, pick pick 60 seconds when you're getting ready to start the burnout pay attention for a minute i was like i could pay Good attention advice. for a minute <laughs> i could pay attention for a minute probably not five but i could pay attention for one <laughs> so, All right. So about, about it, right? I, I mean, and it is. You know, it's kind of the same way that I've. You know, it took a long time to, and you can probably relate with this some. That it took a long time for me to get to the point. I was always trying to think about steps after I left the starting line. It's like none of that shit matters until you turn loose the button or drop the clutch. No, none exactly. of that. No, <laughs> none of that matters. Just I'll think about that once I turn loose of the button. Once I turn loose the button, then I'll worry about what I'm going to do down the racetrack. But I can't do any of that until I turn loose the damn button.
1: Because there's plenty of things to screw up before you let go of the button.
0: (laughs) Stuff it in deep. You know, push too hard. Don't push hard enough. You know, whatever. Close your eyes. Breathe. Don't breathe. What? You know, the list goes on and on. Okay. Best thing is, don't think. (laughs) I got two brain cells. The only time I think is when they bump into each other, and that's not very often. Um, want to be a top sportsman champ? You've been an all-star, you've won all stars, you've got a a diverse resume. Let's let's see here. I take away pro stock from you.
1: Come on, can't do that.
0: Nah, I take pro <laughs> stock away from you. You you done drag racing.
1: Absolutely not. Well, still sportsman racing. That's where we'll, we've been. That's where we'll always be. So. Okay. Top sportsman, top dragster, bracket racing.
0: We do. It I, all. I've, I've had some conversations with some on again, off again, pros that, you know, they're like, man, I don't want to go backwards. If I can't do this, I don't want to go backwards. And it's,
1: I don't really think about it as backwards. It's not backwards. It's, just another type of
0: racing, another style of racing. I, I mean, I I understand what you're saying, but I also, you know, I mean, I can understand also what they're saying. You know, you get used to that big show limelight.
1: Yeah, TV. I I I absolutely get it.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean,
1: but I've always but, been a bracket racer at heart. So, you well,
0: know, I'm. I'm just a kid from North Carolina. So, uh, you know, I got a helmet that I get. I I get in whatever somebody says, hey, you're driving this. All right, cool. I'm good. (laughs) No, it could be. I'm I'm the same way. (laughs) Yeah, it could be a U-Stock automatic. Okay. All right. That's fine. (laughs) How much can I hold? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, I've driven a few cars.
1: I've driven driven my buddy's stocker. I'm, you know, top dragster, top sportsman stock. I've ran super confident in my top dragster car with bottle top. Uh, bracket race, my buddy's yeah. car going eight nineties, nine O's.
0: So yeah. I, I drive
1: a lot of different stuff.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So let's, I've kept you long enough. Tell everybody where they need to go and follow you at so they can keep up with you when you're getting ready to go top sportsman racing. And absolutely when you're getting ready to get back in the dart.
1: Yep. So on Facebook, Brandon Miller Racing and Instagram is also Brandon Miller Racing. Give it a follow. Um I try to post as much as I can, especially with the pro stock. When I'm out with the pro stock, absolutely I post as much as possibly as I can when I'm not covered in clutch dust. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I was lacking the last couple of weeks on it, but we'll be back. Um so give it a follow. I don't have a Twitter yet. I don't have uh, any other social media other than Instagram and Facebook. But but look for the logo. I got my mouse pad.
0: Ah, Brandon Miller Racing (BMR). BMR. I could probably come up with a couple acronyms for BMR. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: probably, that's where to some find of them.
0: It. Some of them I probably can't say here on on air, Brandon. <laughs> Man, I look. Thanks for coming on. I I know I know you got somebody behind you that's guiding you in the right direction. I'm a fan of hers. You do the right thing. Listen to her. She'll keep you going in the right direction, doing the right things. I, man, as as a top as a fellow top sportsman peer, hey dude, I'm pulling for you. I I'm here to tell you right now. If 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 I could get a phone call, somebody say, hey, come on over here, drive a drive a factory X car or come drive a pro stock car come let the clutch out and you know let's go racing if we got this car sitting here if it was something that i thought would qualify dude i'd be over there looking like a freaking clown getting out of the car at the circus uh i promise you uh so i you know the other part of it is for me with you and your family is you get to do it with your dad and your mom and i think that's huge i i just I mean, I can't stress that enough coming from somebody who doesn't have a mom who doesn't have a dad, uh, didn't get to race with my dad a lot as a young kid. So, uh, a little, little, jealous, a little envious of you, uh, but mad respect, do that with your family. It's father's day weekend. I'm sure you and pops will be out wrenching on cars or, or burning tires in somewhere. Uh, yeah, we'll but, be doing
1: something,
0: but, but absolutely, man, I really appreciate having you on your show. Tell your mom and dad I said hello. Don't tell him what I said about the dart for top sportsman, Tell him what I said about calling me the next time he needs a challenge.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate appreciate you having me. Um and if you ever have the opportunity to let the clutch out on something, take it because it is the most fun thing on the planet.
0: So. I, I I'm I might I might have to uh I might have to make some sort of payment plan with with Royce and Richard to uh, to do that next in February down in Bradenton when they start testing. I don't know. I might have to. I might have to see. I can't let Kelly. Can't let Murphy. Can't let Kelly Murphy have all the fun. You know, he's over there. I need. To, I need to get on a burnout program somewhere.
1: Absolutely. Uh, There's nothing better than three pedals.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I'm not. I I'm not gonna argue with you. I just. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's worse than three pedals. The, the three comma, the three zeros, the common, the three zeros that come after the three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, my friend, have a great week. Enjoy Father's Day with your, with your dad. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you out on the road somewhere. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for All right, having me. Brandon, <laughs> absolutely. All right. There you go, folks. Brandon Miller. I like talking to young people who are trying to do the right thing and get off into pro stock and move up to professional ranks. I think it's really cool. I, I mean, it's really cool that his parents have invested into being able to do that because that's just not something that's easy, right? I mean, it's not like we're going to get a super comp car or, you know, a, a t- 11 second stalker. I mean, this, That's a lot of commons and zeros to be able to function. So uh, remember that name. He's a young kid. There's a lot of years ahead of him. Who knows where he may end up at? All right. So there we go. Now, I want to talk about what I've been doing for the last two weeks so you can hear about it. First and foremost, oh, my God, I had a ball at Norwalk. Thank you very much to Will Tharp, Bill Bader, Bobby Bader, for uh, Warren Evans, Ron Ruggles, I mean the entire NHRA North Central Division Three staff for having me up and allowing me to, to announce the entire weekend during Cavalcade of Stars. It was awesome. I love announcing with Bill Bader. He is so energetic. He is an entertainer. And man, the conversations that I got to have with him off the microphone, business related perspective on life philosophy. It just, I, I mean, to be able to share that with Bill and as well as with, with Bobby uh, and the people that I got to meet, I mean, obviously they're coming up on one year next week with their dad, Bill Bader senior passing away. I mean, it was just an emotional deal to be a part of it and take it in. Some awesome racing. We had fun Saturday night. I was, you know, I had moments where me and Bill are out on the grandstands singing and karaokeing, and just it was awesome. Had a great time. Cannot wait to hold the microphone with with Bill Bader again in the near future absolutely cannot wait hope it comes sooner than later left right out of norwalk right right out of norwalk seven hours straight west my friends six summer 2023 kicked off in cordova illinois i had not been to that racetrack since my chicago days when i was in the army midwest Supercomp. um hadn't changed any i just just had not changed any look i mean just a great little racetrack uh the staff there was wonderful tom bailey and his entire team warren Evans, luke derek everybody it was the i can't i could do an entire show about the dragon drive deal I, I and i and i probably will in the near future most of us are, are trying to get over uh, drag and Drive hangover. Um, I just thought it was kind of goofy when it happened in February for sick week down in Florida, but it really is a thing, you know? And so I've kind of let, kind of letting everybody kind of settle back in after being gone for a week, the the competitors and so forth. But you, if you have not watched and you're one of those people that get the work and you put YouTube on in the background, Or you get out in the shop and you put YouTube on, go to Tom Bailey's YouTube channel, start on day one, and watch it all the way through. Okay? Cordova on Monday, Byron on Tuesday, rained out Tuesday afternoon at Byron. So, about a half day worth of content there. Wednesday, Great Lakes. Wow, Union Grove. Now, that racetrack has not changed any outside of the track surface. Great facility on the track surface, right? But it's like you just go back in time. And I haven't been to that racetrack since my Chicago days either. So that was kind of like going back down memory lane. Left Great Lakes, went to Tri-State Dragway in Earlville. There's nothing cooler than being in Iowa. You're driving along and all of a sudden, boop, up pops a racetrack and that is the cool thing about earlville and i am sorry it is the best breakfast sandwich hands down if you race nhra or bracket race or you go to iowa you have got to make sure you get yourself a breakfast sandwich and the walking taco those are two things i think they do a great job of left tri-state got to swing by and hang out with the guys at motion race works you want to talk about a family in a group of core people who are changing the world of manufacturing motorsports parts, Doug and Andy Cook and their entire organization, they are doing it. They are doing it. If you can find a way to support motion raceworks, TBM brakes, rife sensors, do it. Do it. Jump off in there. Cause man, I mean, they American-made stuff. Those guys work hard, just great family, good morals, values, and ethics. Do yourself a favor. You want to feel good about spending money with a company that you know can give a shit about you? That's that's your call. That's your umbrella right there. All right, so make sure to do that. They put on a racer's party. I talked about it with some of the other people. It felt like when we were in Earlville, like we had this letdown of energy. Like it, the racetrack surface was so tough for the competitors. Uh It was just a struggle, right? And everybody felt so down. I mean, and when I think, when I'm telling you down, like I had competitors tell me they were not interested in doing interviews. Hey man, I want to, or, or miss, I want to talk to you about your car. Nah, not interested. Like they were defeated. Like, they were just burnt out. The tank was empty, right? And the racer party, it was like it just pepped everybody up because Friday back at Cordova, where we started, it was like game on. People were throwing down early, and then it turned into free-for-all party. We had a great time socializing. It was uh, it was just awesome. I'm really, you know, very grateful to the motion, Doug and Andy Cook, and their entire – their families, their moms, their girlfriends, their wives. Everybody was out there. Uh, it was awesome to to interact. Thank you very much for that. But it was – it was like a pick-me-up uh, leading in. Finished up Friday with the awards banquet for all the Dragon Drive. Man, God, I love doing that kind of stuff. I really do. It's great to have a good time. Uh, cut loose a little bit, have fun, Keith, Tanya, Derek. We we did. We had we had a blast. Warren's entire uh, team, Josh, Cameron, Les, Jay, putting everything on live stream, dealing with me, uh, and and my uh, uh, <laughs> moodiness, <laughs> for the lack of a better term, uh, have days like that, but not. Absolutely. It was a great time. Now, set that aside. I talked about it early on. These our world of motorsports, high performance enthusiasts. The bitch griping and complaining has gotta stop. It just has to. It seems like every time I turn around, somebody is bitching about something i just saw something today they're getting ready to run the last divisional event at bandamere speedway in colorado up there in denver and people were yelling about their parking spot and just being rude to the parking staff i just i don't get it it's the world it's things that we choose to do we choose to compete in these sports, why are you negative? Why are you yelling? Why are you upset? Is it really a reason to be upset? Like legitimately. I I mean. I these drag and drive guys. there are people changing engines and transmissions on the side of the road in parking lots in the rain. Showed up the next day, had like three hours of sleep. A couple of them only had an hour. Didn't even use their hotel. Happy as they can be to be there, accomplishing what they're doing. And you're upset about the fact that you didn't get to park where you wanted to. You got a pretty decent parking spot, but you're pissed off and yelling at somebody because you didn't get to park where you wanted to? Text message me. I got a therapist. You need to talk to her. Because we we need to dig deep into your issues. You got some, got some baggage we need to unpack. Okay, just, I mean, we just need to. Absolutely. All right, folks. Been a little bit two weeks. I know. Got a couple things. Mental health wise, physical health wise. Want to talk about some self care okay just simple self care if you have a tendency a consistency that you talk negatively to yourself okay like I, let's i'm going to use a common example you wake up in the morning you go in the bathroom and you step up on the scale and you say damn it still fat still heavy why why say that why not find something better to say say hey no worries working out today one one step better one step in the in the positive direction or hey it's all right i used to weigh this i'm getting back to this i'm working hard your brain subconsciously your thoughts okay your your thoughts are your feelings and your feelings are your thoughts You have to stop. Just talk to yourself a little kinder. Just a little kinder. Don't be so harsh on yourself. Oh, I can't believe I did that. What a dumbass. It's we all make mistakes. Think about having a conversation with someone else, your best friend. Your sister, okay? Maybe not your sister. Some of you don't like your sister. But somebody that you truly care about. Like, think about the fact, talk to yourself the way you would talk to them. When you you have these situations, let that be something that works in your mental capacity to be healthy for yourself, okay? I mean they always say that be proud for yourself clap for yourself you cannot wait for anybody else to be proud of you or proud for you you cannot wait for that okay because people just don't anymore so you need to do it for yourself okay you need to you need to tell yourself positive things I know this sounds quirky and cuckoo but there's a couple things that you could try simply before you go to sleep at night okay and and I and I don't mind sharing it's fine okay I'm that guy I'll share got nothing to hide okay I have made mistakes that's in my past whether it was last week and I made it or two weeks ago when I made it, it's still over there. I made it. I'm going to learn and move forward. Okay. That's how you get better. And it could be the dumbest stuff that you learned as kids that you're not supposed to do or young adults. And you still did it, but you did it. Okay. You just own it. I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to get better. And you move forward. I'm going to tell you a couple of things right before I close my eyes. Ah, I say my prayers. Okay. I always say my prayers. Close my eyes. Three deep breaths through my nose, out through my mouth. I'm going to sleep good tonight. I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning with no anxiety. I'm going to have a strong workout. And I'm going to be a better person tomorrow. And you say those things to yourself. And go to sleep. Clear your mind and go to sleep. Going to turn you on to another little trick. If you're like me, my brain has a tendency of getting in my way. Anxiety. Okay. I have a little phrase that I was had someone share with me. When you're stressed or you have anxiety, or your feelings or your thoughts turn into feelings? Tell yourself, not right now. Not right now. You're upset with someone or you're confused over a situation. Just tell yourself, not right now. Not right now. Like you're talking to someone. Hey, I don't have time for that right now. Not right now. And move forward. The more you tell yourself that. The calmer you'll be. You'll end those thoughts. They'll stop. And it doesn't matter if you have to tell yourself 12 times a day, 20 times a day, 30 times a day. If it helps control your anxiety and get your thoughts, which turn into feelings. And your feelings turn into thoughts. And get them controlled. Right. Get control of them do it. Do it. I promise you it will help. Everything takes time. You didn't become anxiety filled overnight. You're not going to fix it overnight. Can you fix it in six or eight months of reprogramming, reconditioning? Absolutely. Trust me. I know. I know. Okay. So I want you to share just, Be a little kinder to yourself, okay? Work hard. Don't don't try to achieve everything right now. Just be a little better each day, all right? Just a little bit better each day. Work on your subconscious. You can Google podcasts, and there's books on Headway app. I love the Headway app about subconscious talking to your mind. Read them very quick. Their audible books, their audio, you can write through them very quickly. And it will help. I I, I'm I'm telling you things from firsthand experience through my own therapy sessions, my own conversations with other people, tricks that worked for me, and things that didn't work for me, and and fine tweak them and so forth. I'm telling you, we are all getting at those points in life that we're our society has conditioned us. We, we're on demand for, for this, as I knock my microphone out of the way, this damn thing, this telephone, uh, you know, we, everything is so right here at our fingertips and it creates this anxiety in us along with the way our relationships go and the way we were raised. There are so many other things. And, and if I was certified, I would do a podcast on attachment styles and theories and relationships and communication skills and everything else, because for the last freaking six months, it's all I freaking focused on. And we all have issues. We do. We all do. Okay. That's this week. Next week. I've got a special guest unless they bail on me. Okay. You're going to want to tune in. All right. You're going to want to tune in, Close out father's day weekend call your dad your dad's still living call your dad call him you've been fighting with him hadn't talked to him call him because i promise you i am i'm gonna spend the weekend um with my sister and we can't call our dad So do us a favor. Call your dad. Do it. Do it. Call your dad. If you're a dad and you haven't talked to your kid, call your kid. Because I'd love for my dad to call me. I'm sure my sister would as well. Um. That's it, folks. Might have a little small announcement next week on the podcast. Might want to tune in for, uh, man, lots happening in a couple weeks. Stick around. It's summertime. Time to get busy. Racetracks, kicking butt, wheels spinning, bracket races here, bracket races there, drag, drag and drive, radio events, NHRA, IHRA, WDRA, Funny Car Chaos, NASCAR. It's an off weekend. Next weekend's Nashville. We'll be in Norwalk. Just great, great, great time to be involved in motorsports racing rental cars podcast on youtube thank you all very much for tuning in we'll see you next week happy father's day